Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WTAW News Time is five minutes after six at 66 degrees. We'll take a look at your forecast coming up after the news. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. Bryan police release a photo of a suspect in two weekend sexual assaults between Midtown Park and the Northgate District. That photo can be seen on WTAW's website and social media. BPD reports one person was attacked Saturday morning and another Sunday morning south of Villa Maria between Texas and Welburn. Since the second attack, BPD has increased patrol and have taken what their social media describes as other tactical techniques. The Brazos County District Attorney's Office announces that a College Station man has admitted to stabbing a College Station woman to death on New Year's Eve in 2019. A plea agreement reached with 26-year-old Ricardo Ramirez includes a 55-year prison sentence for killing Ashley Stewart in her apartment. According to the DA's news release, Ramirez became a suspect after investigators learned he had a relationship with one of the victim's roommates. He was arrested eight days after the murder. The plea agreement dismissed various drug and weapons charges and 100 counts of possessing child pornography. Way before College Station's Academy store in the development known as Providence Park across the freeway from Central Park was a 175,000 square foot electronics manufacturing plant. There is new ownership of what originally opened in 1983 as the Westinghouse Defense Component Facility. The seller, Brian Bay, told him Goodwin Capital acquired the property in 2016 after lying vacant after Westinghouse closed in 1999. They're getting a return of more than five times their original investment, according to a news release. And told him Goodwin will also be managing the building for the buyer, which is a Dallas-based real estate company. Four life science companies currently occupy space. News release did not reveal future tenants, and Oldham Goodwin owns 25 acres in the area for additional development. Bill Oliver, 1620, 94.5 WTAW. Some parents of Bryan ISD students were invited to participate in focus groups this week as administrators continue gathering feedback on upcoming campus boundary changes. Each campus principal selected about 15 parents that they confirmed could be there and then work with the parent to figure out which night they could attend. In total, it's about 250 parents. Associate Superintendent Barbara Ibarra says this follows more than 400 stakeholders providing feedback. Next month, BISD will launch a community survey and hold more focus groups. And then hopefully come into this boardroom and give you recommendations recommendations from that huge process as to what would be those adjustments to address those identified needs. Boundaries have to be changed as the new Sadbury Intermediate School opens next year. Ibarra also reported Neal Elementary is underutilized and Henderson, Johnson and Branch Elementaries are overutilized. United Way of the Brazos Valley is recruiting volunteers to review grant applications from nonprofit agencies. President Allison Prince says the service begins in January. You're going to be assigned to a team that will review four to five, maybe six organizations, and you're going to get to know them very well and the program that they are applying for funding for. This also opens the door for additional volunteer opportunities. After the fact, it's an opportunity for you to get plugged in with those organizations and serve in an ongoing capacity, whether it's with United Way or any of our partner organizations. More information can be found at uwbv.org. WTAW News Time is eight minutes after six. It's 66 degrees. More news at 630 or anytime at wtaw.com. 
I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620-945-WTAW. Good morning, 611. It's a Tuesday. Infomaniacs, glad you're with us here this morning. We're in the WC Tractor Studio. Your local award-winning Kubota, New Holland dealer, and Brian and Navasota. The weather brought to you by Malik Heating and Air. Odors are embarrassing in your home or office. Malik Heating and Air can eliminate the odors guaranteed or your money back. Safe for pets and family. Call Malik. Feel the difference. Here you are. Some warm temperatures likely through at least Wednesday, maybe Thursday as well. But then we're looking at some cooler weather moving back in here by Friday and especially on into the weekend with below normal temperatures by then. So the forecasts are through today, mostly to partly sunny, high temperature reaching the low to mid 80s. Tonight clear and mild around 65 to 68 overnight. Mostly sunny skies, 80 to 85 on Wednesday. And still at least partly sunny on Thursday, temperatures up in the 80s. This is Gary Best, 1620, 94.5 WTAW. And I'm Zang Taylor on WTAW coming up in sports. You know, in news, we were talking a little bit about a flu outbreak going around the area. Well, it impacted Texas A&M football this past weekend. Coach Jimbo Fisher asked if the outbreak in the locker room is over. He says, not so fast. We'll hear from Jimbo coming up. Also, Aggie men's basketball picking up a win in its season opener last night. And we'll touch on some high school volleyball postseason in sports. There you go. So how are you guys doing today? Good. Tired. How are you? <laughs> it's just Tuesday, too, Chill. I know. And, and I a, know. And a busy a Tuesday day. it will be for you. Yeah, I'm hoping I'll uh, be able to find a little nap time this afternoon All before right. uh, headed out to the Brazos Center. So. You want, so, in other words, you want college basketball games to start at four. Yeah, that, that, would, be, that would be excellent. Yeah, yep. that would be great. Okay, well. Yeah. No, last night's game was good. Uh, the guys looked good. It was, you know, it was fun, but it did drag a little bit. There were a couple of moments just within the game where, you know, fouls back and forth, that kind of of thing it just slowed things down yeah, yeah. your voice sounds tired this morning. yeah <laughs> yes yeah well well, well okay. and then and then you know no matter how late you leave you're still kind of stuck i will say the crowd was good the the students showed up that's great i mean for an opening game on a monday night you know it wasn't a packed house by right. any means but uh it was a decent little showing and so uh the traffic out of reed arena is never pleasant yep yep so understand. Well, what's fun is whenever you get to cover it and you get to do the post game, and uh, the Aggies happen to have a coach that uh, is very good with words, but he uses a lot of them, and uh, he'll use that in the post game speech in the locker room, which then in turn means he's <laughs> late to the post game presser, and then he that kind of goes on a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I didn't go last night. Uh, I usually don't go on the weekdays because of that. Buzz doesn't have to get up at the crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets up before. pretty early. Yeah, uh, he still but, gets up pretty early, but yeah. yes, he's he he's very. Um, he actually speaks he, eloquently about he things. Does. Yeah. He actually received a warning last night from the referee to stay in his coach's box. Did he? Oh yeah. Yeah. It'll be the first of many this season. He's animated. <laughs> Starting the year. That's it. So uh we're gonna get to eighty five or so today, just to, to <sighs> make you feel like uh oh and it may cool down to the fifties by the end of this week. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Something to look forward yep. to. Something We've got like that, that going for us, yeah, which is nice. Yep. And um and, Kids are too dang soft, okay? <laughs> I mean, I know you've said it before. You've maybe been said about you. I got the proof today. Okay. I, I got okay. the proof for you today. You don't have to worry about that. Also, is your uh, support chinchilla just not getting the job done for you? Oh, your support chinchilla. Yeah. If you live in North Little Rock, Arkansas, try getting a goat. That would be an emotional support goat. Okay. okay. Willie Baker shared on Nextdoor that some new neighbors have goats, which is against the rules in North Little Rock. When the police told these newbies that they had to get rid of the goats, they offered up a doctor's note saying these were emotional support animals. Oh, I have a doctor's note. 
I have a doctor's note. Willie's Post says that uh, he is open for legal suggestions, but he's ready to take it to the courthouse so that, you mm. know, goats aren't goats hanging around. Goats make noise. They, they do. do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like goats. And but... I don't know how many goats we're talking about right. necessarily. No numbers here. Info. Because I've never heard of more than one emotional support animal. Like, nobody's ever tried right. to bring a, a flock of whatever yeah, onto my, a plane and said, well, they're all my emotional that's support right. animal. My emotional herd. support herd. Yeah, right, that's what I was exactly. Thinking. That could be something new. We've given somebody an idea, maybe. We'll see. Good morning, 617 Infomaniacs on this Tuesday. Always glad to hear from you if you'd like to call us or text us sometime today. Yeah, 979-695-1620 is our number. Okay, so guys see the moon this morning? I did. Yeah. Yes, yes. I was walking to my car and I just happened to look up. Yep. And I was like, whoa. That's yeah. why so what is that? That's, that's a lunar the, eclipse. That is the blood red beaver full moon. Okay. So sometimes you can have a lunar eclipse without it being a full moon. Gotcha. But today just happened to be a a, a full moon. They call it the beaver moon. And okay. yeah, because it's low in the sky and it, it does. It looked, I guess, red. It was Yeah, uh, yeah. And it, you know, obviously you could see the outline, but then you just saw the teeny, teeny little sliver yep. of light. So, so the, the uh, blood moon and it was going to totality probably when you saw it. It got to totality at, at five o'clock this morning. So Oh, uh, it was like four fifteen. Yep. Yeah, I was, I was about house, to say I wasn't so. very observant. I didn't pay attention. I don't know yeah. why I just happened to look up, but I was, but I definitely noticed it. There you go. And it's, again, a lot of people, you know, it's not like you'd get up to, to see it, but we happen to be up. So we right. saw it and you guys can go out there and have a look. It's still, you know, it still looks pretty cool. It's going to be, I think, another three years before we have one of these, but uh, there you go. Lunar eclipse or this type of moon? Uh, this type of moon. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, and, and I guess for us to see in this part of the uh, this part of the world. All right, let's cook something bold today. If you bold. want to do that, go bold if you want to. Cappuccino day that uh, works for a lot of folks. Parents as teachers day. Oh, we went through that. Some still doing it. That's for sure. You're being. Of course, the thing is, you're teaching all the time as a parent, or you should be. That we're not. I guess that what they're doing is talking subjects. Oh. Actual like homeschool teachers. Yeah, I'm yeah, assuming. Because yeah. today it is. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine homeschooling oh, my kid. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm, there's a lot of people that do it, and they're very successful at doing it. Yeah. I just, I don't think I would have the patience. Well, the thing is, we've gone so far. It's been going on for so long now. There are all sorts of different kind of schools out there. I oh, mean, yeah. there's some parents who can teach some things, some they can't. They put together kind of networks and things, and it's, uh, it's kind of, kind of interesting. An, an alternative to public school. Yep. National Steam Day. Say so, so that's what's, oh, okay. That's science. Uh -huh. like steam engine? No, 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 no. no, no it's no. STEM. They've added oh, an A. STEM. Yeah. And yeah they well, added no, arts. they've added an A. They added yeah, arts. so it's STEAM now. Yeah. So, oh. uh, so yep. I don't know what it is, you know, but I don't, I don't <laughs> I've never that. heard it referred to as STEAM. That must oh, have been okay. oh, recently yeah. new. Yeah, it is. It's been the last few years they've okay. done that. It's a world. Uh, World Planist Day? Oh, no, Pianist Day. Sorry. Pianist. <laughs> Close. Yeah, I know. I got put my glasses on. And it's X-ray day. Oh, okay. Hey, Those yeah. are important. Kind of fun. And That's it. Needed. All right. Yep, we need them. All right, birthdays. Birthdays for today. Lauren Elena is turning 28. She's a country singer. She was the runner-up to Scotty McCreary on American Idol. Uh, now she's a Grand Ole Opry member, oh, okay. so good for her. But Lauren Elena is turning 28 years of age. That's a pretty big hit. Uh, Jessica Loundis, I think I pronounced the last name right, is turning 34. Adriana Tate Duncan on 90210, but she is turning oh, 34 yes, years of age. Is, uh, Dania Ramirez is 43. Amy Eden on Sweet Tooth. 
She was also Rosie Westmore on Lifetime's Devious Maids, Maya on Heroes, but she is turning 43. Tara Reed is turning 47 Sharknado. today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, April in the Sharknado movies, uh, kind of a teen star, I guess you could say. She was also in The Big Lebowski, who could forget? Um, but yeah, there's some miles on them tires. She's 47. Matthew Reese is 48. Russian spy Philip Jennings on The Americans. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, he's British in real life, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, done some other things as well, but he's turning 48 years of age. And Gre- then are they married, him and Carrie yeah. Russell? Are okay. they really? Were. Yeah. I think they were. Yeah, oh. totally. I think they're yeah. married in real yeah. life. Yep. Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, well, he's turning 48. Uh, Gretchen Mole is 50. Michelle Stratton on American Gigolo. Jillian Darmody on Boardwalk Empire. And she plays the deceased Mrs. Dutton. On uh, on oh, Yellowstone. Oh, okay. So whenever they have flashbacks yes. about the mom, yep, uh-huh. she plays mom, but she's turning 50. Parker Posey is 54 today. She's been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High back in the 80s. Now she plays Dr. Smith on the Netflix remake of Lost in Space. Oh, okay. uh, Courtney Thorne-Smith is 55. She's been doing it for a while as well. Jim Belushi's wife on According to Jim. Georgia on Allie McBeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also on Melrose Place, right, and uh, was in um, Two and a Half Men. Uh, she played Alan's girlfriend, uh, but he, she's turning 55. Gordon Ramsay is turning 56 today. He's uh, a bit of a pill. Says he's got more bleeps than R2-D2, mm. uh, but he's turning 56. Of course, Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmare Chef. It's funny, so his his daughter is pretty prevalent on social media, and she'll post videos of just her and her dad goofing around, playing practical jokes on one another and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think Gordon Ramsay's actually in real life like a really nice guy. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know if he just plays it up, or maybe it's just yeah, once he gets in that kitchen. Yeah, might be part of the bit, yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he does, like, celebrity junior chef or whatever. They, mm-hmm. they bring the kiddos on, and he's very understanding and talks to them very yeah. nicely. Yeah. So he's got two sides to him, Sure, uh, but he's 56. Leif Garrett... Is 61 today. He was made for... Probably not dancing as uh, quickly or Probably not. as uh, good as he used to at 61 years of age. But Leif Garrett is turning 61 years of age today. Ricky Lee Jones is 68. Chucky's in love. So if you're a fan of that song. Alfrey Woodard is 70. Jason Momoa's foster mother on C was also Mariah Stokes on Luke Cage. Cookie's mom, Renee, on Empire. And Bonnie Raitt is turning 73 today. Oh, that's the motto of every show we do. There you are. Her dad was a big Broadway star named John Ray. Okay. okay. Yes, cool. second cool. generation. But Bonnie is 73 today. All right, 623. WTAW news time is 630. It is 66 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Mar Eye Center. Stop by and meet the newest member of the team, Dr. Kyle Kirkland, fellowship trained in cornea and refractive surgery. Mar Eye Center on University Drive East and College Station. Good morning. I'm Chelsea Reber. Brian ISD administrators have received feedback from more than 400 invited stakeholders about future campus boundary changes. This month we're holding additional parent-focused group meetings. Our principals have signed invitations to parents from each of their campuses. We'll be holding them this week and next week. Again, just getting ideas on various scenarios and options. An update presented by Associate Superintendent Barbara Barrett. Yesterday's school board meeting included BISD residents being able to provide their opinions next month. All of this comes together in December where we'll launch a community 
community survey of what some of those ideas are, get more feedback, <laughs> have some more focus groups. The board was told the number of students needs to be reduced at Johnson, Branch, and Henderson Elementaries and to bring more students to Neal Elementary. The board will also be adjusting the boundaries of Rayburn and Long Intermediate for the incoming fifth grade class at the new Sadbury campus. What opened nearly 40 years ago as a state-of-the-art advanced defense electronic component manufacturing facility in College Station has a new owner. What old-timers know as the Westinghouse Building, which was in operation from 1983 through 1999, has been purchased by a Dallas-based real estate company. The seller, Brian-based Oldham Goodwin Capital, purchased the more than 175,000-square-foot facility six years ago. Four life science companies currently occupy space. Oldham Goodwin will manage the building for the new owner and will continue to develop 25 acres it owns around the College Station Academy store. While the purchase price was not announced, the news release stated Oldham Goodwin got a return that's more than five times their original investment. Bill Oliver, 1620-945-WTAW. A College Station man admits to stabbing a woman to death in her College Station apartment three years ago on New Year's Eve. 26-year-old Ricardo Ramirez in the Brazos County District Attorney's Office reached a plea agreement where Ramirez was sentenced to 55 years for the murder of Ashley Stewart. According to the DA's news release, Ramirez was associated with one of the victim's roommates. That led to finding Ramirez, a stolen gun belonging to the victim's roommate, and a folding pocket knife containing the victim's blood. The plea agreement dismissed 100 counts of possessing child pornography and various drug and weapons charges. Local law enforcement continues to look for the man responsible for two sexual assaults in Southwest Bryan. A photo of a possible suspect can be seen on WTAW social media and website. BPD social media states the attacks took place between Welburn Road and, the Tex and Texas Avenue early Saturday morning and early Sunday morning. Anyone with surveillance video and or personal observation of suspicious activity is asked to contact Bryan police. In January, United Way of the Brazos Valley begins their every other year work of reviewing grant applications. Before the application period begins, UWBV President Allison Prince is recruiting people to serve on their review committee. We need community volunteers to help us review those organizations and help us evaluate where is the best place to uh, invest our funds that we have available and, and what programs to put them into. You need to you do not need to be currently associated with United Way. Sometimes it's really helpful for us to have a couple people that are outside of our perspectives. So if you are looking for a way to get involved in nonprofits in our community, the great review teams are an excellent way to do that. More information is online at uwbv.org. BTU crews dealt with a pair of power outages yesterday. More than 600 customers in and near the downtown area were without power for about one hour yesterday afternoon. And yesterday morning, about 230 customers near Caldwell lost power for one hour after a crash where a vehicle struck a pole. And thanks to one of our listeners for texting us photos of boats parked outside the College Station Hilton. City officials tell us that 27 anglers are here as their home base for a fishing tournament called the Major League Fishing Fall Cup. The six-day competition is taking place at Lake Somerville and Gibbons Creek Reservoir. It's believed that the tournament will be shown on the Outdoor Channel sometime next year. WTAW news time is 635 at 66 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Mar Eye Center. More news at the top of the hour. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620 94.5 WTAW. It's 637 the Infomaniacs on this Tuesday. Let's have a look at the weather. It's brought to you by Malik Heating and Air. Odors are embarrassing in your home or office. Malik Heating and Air can eliminate the odors guaranteed or your money back. Safe for pets and family. Call Malik. 
Feel the difference. Here you are. A couple of more warm days coming up, then it's back to reality with some cooler temperatures towards the end of the week and during the weekend. So the forecast goes like this. Today's weather partly to mostly sunny and warm, 82 to 86 during this afternoon. Tonight clear and mild down around 65, and then it's mostly sunny, still warm on Wednesday, 80 to 85 degrees. And then we turn cool to the end of the week after one more warm day Thursday. We should be cooler here Friday and during the weekend. This is meteorologist Gary Best, 1620-945 WTAW. I knew this was huh? one of Scott's faves. Yeah. That's what Texas A&M women's soccer is saying. Scott, they're going dancing. Oh, yeah. The NCAA tournament for no, the no. 27th no. time in the last 28 years. Coach G. Guerrero and company will tell you when you can listen to G talking about the big showdown with Texas in the NCAA first round this Friday. We're also, of course, going to touch on Texas A&M football, Aggie men's basketball, picking up the season opening win last night, and more in sports. There you go. So you've waited to vote till today. If you're going to vote. If yeah. you're not, you know, there are people who won't. Yeah. Some of us have. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually waited until today or okay. going to wait until today. I haven't voted yet. Um, but I figured with some changes that I needed to make for my voter registration, mm-hmm. namely the uh, the address. Right. I wanted to make sure that everything was clear and I was good to go. So and I don't know if there's going to be a large crowd at the Snook Convention Center. Don't um, know. Hard to know. Never more know. a community center than a convention. I will say, say, I was yeah. driving to to downtown Bryan on Friday, and there was a pretty long line outside of the location there. What is that? The elections office. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, I, lots of young people in line, but they were uh, they were trying to get their vote in with the last hour of early voting. Um, but I, I have a feeling turnout's going to be pretty big today. Thirty thousand, I think they had early voting, which is uh, okay. You know, actually in Texas though, it's a little bit smaller than it was in the last mid term mm. oh wow you know but again it uh you know depends on we have a lot of city elections though here too we have a lot of other reasons uh than just uh, the governor's race sure. and that sort of thing but uh anyhow so that may have something we have to do a lot with on the ballot it today. is a long ballot it is a long <laughs> ballot yep i think i had 39 opportunities and i don't vote okay. on a whole bunch of stuff that people do so yeah it's so yeah, I was know. I was filling out my web post that will be updated oh, tonight, right. yep. and yeah, there are a lot of numbers that are going to need to be plugged in. Yep. So uh, and we will have we'll have returns for you. Yep. Chelsea will be at the at the counting place. Yep. And, uh, with my blanket. Live. The, yeah, with your blanket. Eating candy. It's chilly out there. It's always chilly. Yep. And then uh, Oliver and I will be out around town, and we'll uh, we'll have some stuff for you for Sounds tomorrow. Good. Now, Sounds and fun. of course. Um, the, the balance of power in both the House and the Senate is uh, on the line today. Mm-hmm. Democrats currently control the House of Representatives 220 to 212 with three vacant seats. The Fox News power rankings projects Republicans to take control by 19 seats with a best case scenario of holding 249 seats. Some unusual races could propel the GOP. Currently, the party has no members of the House representing New England. Today, races in Connecticut, Maine, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island are all in play. Democrats, though, have some unlikely opportunities as well, with candidates having the edge in House races in Alaska and Kansas, districts that normally lean Republican. Fox News has the Democrats' best-case scenario at 212 seats, which is still below the 218 majority threshold. Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. Yeah, they're saying it's a better better than 80% chance the Republicans will take the House. Now, as wow. far as the Senate's concerned. One flip and a whole bunch of holds. That's what it will take for Republicans to retake the Senate. It's a task that's a lot easier said than done. 
with several races going down to the wire. The Fox News Power Rankings gives Republicans the best chance of flipping Nevada, Georgia, and Arizona, all rated as toss-ups, while Colorado and New Hampshire are in play, rated as lean D. The GOP, though, will have to hold on to a handful of races Democrats see as an opportunity to flip. Fox News has Pennsylvania rated as a toss-up, with races in North Carolina, Ohio, and Wisconsin also tight. The Senate is currently 50-50, with the vice president casting the tie-breaking vote. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. So that could change. Now, okay, let's say the Republicans win the House and the Senate. You know, if they don't get anything done, of course, the, the president has to can veto things and mm-hmm. it could be overridden. But, you know, the, the Republicans, once again, have a chance to not screw it up. We'll see. They really haven't been able to knock it out of the park in a long, long time. So we'll we'll see what happens. Something you got to nobody to blame but your own self. Yep. Of course, one of the more public races for the Senate is in Pennsylvania. And I didn't hear him mention it in that list of states that they're talking about being close. Yeah, um, but, it is close. But Democratic Senate nominee John Fetterman, who, of course, is a lieutenant gov in Pennsylvania, uh, recently his his campaign has gone to a federal court to try to have Pennsylvania voters mail-in ballots counted even if they weren't signed with a valid date. Which doesn't seem to make sense on that, the outside. That doesn't. Uh, why would you sign it with an invalid date? And uh, again, why even have a deadline, right, to get your vote in if it doesn't matter what date it's on it? So I guess there's a I don't know, you know who, who the judge is who hears it uh, could have something to do with it. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, also, we know that the, the, the things that people are concerned about are inflation and crime, and the Republicans kind of figured that that'll help them. Nicole Palame, a lifelong Democrat from Manhattan, has survived an attempted sexual assault and has two young children who were each attacked at their bus stop by a mentally ill stranger. Palame says she has repeatedly met with Democratic leaders at the local and state level and gotten nowhere. At some point... I have to take a stand against failed leadership. And Palame is not alone in her frustration. Jennifer Harrison has lived through losing the love of her life and is the founder of Victims' Rights New York. She was an independent who votes based on policy. Harrison says her network of survivors has concerns about cashless bail and other progressive policies and plans to vote Republican. Now, you know, we mentioned uh, that Election Day always can bring up some things in a system that you think you've tested, you hope you've tested right, and that everything will be okay. If you'll recall, was it, uh, I guess last week, we had Trudy Hancock in, mm-hmm. and uh, that was right after Brazos County had discovered, because a voter pointed it out, that they were not getting the correct ballots. Right, and they had to mail out, what, 76 Yep, something like that, and mm-hmm. so they, they were able to take care of that, but uh, the, the sort of thing does happen, and again, as I mentioned to Trudy, we never heard from the Secretary of State's office, there are 254 counties, okay? The chances of it happening someplace else in Texas is pretty good. Oh, yeah. And it probably has happened. Yeah. It certainly happened in Nashville. Hundreds of votes cast in the wrong race in early voting in Nashville. The Davidson Whoops. County Election Commission says the problem was contained to 212 miscast ballots. The number places yet another level of scrutiny around Nashville's voting system. It's been criticized after reports voters were being given ballots for incorrect congressional and state house races. The Republican-led redistricting process in Tennessee resulted in Nashville being divided into three congressional districts. The GOP blames the problem on Nashville election officials. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. Oh, yeah, it's never your fault. No. No, somebody else did this. It was like this when I got here. Fine.
All right, we've wasted enough time on politics. The biggest problem is the Powerball. Mm, yes. yes. What the heck is this all about? The drawing scheduled for Monday night for a jackpot worth about $1.9 billion hasn't taken place yet because one of the participating states, they won't say which one, has not met all of the required security protocols in closing out ticket sales. The drawing cannot take place until all of those protocols are met Powerball now says the drawing will take place later today under the supervision of lottery security officials and independent auditors. Video of the drawing will be posted on the Powerball website and its YouTube channel. Jack Callahan, Fox News. Did somebody mm, hack it? I don't know. I, yeah, I'm wondering what exactly is the security protocol. I mean, did, well, they, did they don't not, want us to know. They right. don't want us to know, which is fine. I'm okay with them not telling us. Yeah, and the, the AP article that I, I read says that it was delayed because a participating lottery had issues processing sales. Okay. Right, yeah, um, and that's part of what they said right, there on the newscast. Right. Um, yeah, maybe they just haven't sewn everything up as far as sailing the, selling the tickets. I mean, you're supposed to do it by, what, 10 p.m., I think, is yep. the mm-hmm. night of. That's right. Um, yeah. But we could be gazillionaires right now, at least the nuts that bought the tickets, and we don't even know. Yeah. Oh, you'll have so, to wait a couple more I know. hours. I mean, it's, it's either find out if you're a billionaire <laughs> right. or find out who got elected, and I don't know if any of it matters <laughs> to you. We will not be bringing you the lottery results, uh, lottery results Live. As, uh, as tonight. Uh, that won't be... We won't be doing that. We'll be bringing you the, the vote. I mean, unless you want to be in charge of that, Zach. Yeah, yeah. Zach, you can do <laughs> yeah. that. I That'll mean, if be... it happens during the show, we oh. might as well tell people. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, we'll do All that. Right. Good morning, sports fans. I'm Zach Taylor with your morning sports update on 1620 94.5 WTAW. This update is brought to you by Coleman and Patterson. Get true market value for your farm and ranch, heavy machinery, trailers, and more. Contact ColemanandPatterson.com about their next live and online simulcast auction. It's 652. Texas A&M football has struggled of late, dropping five in a row, including a 41-24 loss to Florida this past Saturday. Now, the Aggies were missing several key starters with the flu, including quarterback Connor Wigman. Coach Jimbo Fisher was asked if the team was past the outbreak. I wouldn't say that all the way around. There's still, I mean, there's still ramifications of it, but I don't, I mean, that's part of it. That's, and that's the going. number one guy. I, I, I wish it was. I wish it was all going. And Wegman, most people wonder about the quarterback. What's his? No, he, he's good. He, they, they cleared him. He IVs all weekend, took all that stuff, and should be cleared to go today and practice. Fisher then added that Wigman will be QB1 heading into this Saturday's game at Auburn. Now, with the myriad of injuries and bad luck this season, I asked Fisher how frustrating it has all been. Not frustrating. It's disappointing. You don't get frustrated. You get frustrated and make bad choices. You don't keep quit coaching. You quit, you know, you look at different things for a different reason. When you're disappointed, you reason why things are going wrong and where the problems are, and you keep coaching your tail off. And it's disappointing because you had a chance to have a good team. You still have a chance to have a good team and haven't found those inches in those plays. But at the same time, disappointment is part of life, and you deal with it and how you deal with it, and you get the guys better, and you teach off of it. I mean, you teach from it as you go going forward, and some of the tough times make the great times that much better. Hopefully Jimbo and the guys can find the great time sooner rather than later. Now to hear more from Coach, as well as a couple of the players, head over to WTAW.com. Time for a sneak peek at the SEC, brought to you by T-Mobile. Kickoff time for A&M's game against UMass has been set. The Aggies and Minutemen will face off at 11 a.m. on November 19th at Kyle Field. And that's been your SEC sneak peek, brought to you by T-Mobile, the official 5G sponsor of the SEC. 
A&M men's basketball opened up its regular season with a bang last night, cruising to an 87-54 win over Louisiana Monroe. The Maroon and White dominated from beyond the arc, shooting 42%, including four three-pointers from Wade Taylor the fourth. Um, it's exciting, you know. Second game we played the Reed. Um, the energy's there, you know. The fans are there. Um, we're just having a different mentality this year, you know, just to take one game at a time, you know, not leaving it into anybody's hands, just you know, going one day at a time, controlling what we can control. Taylor led all scores with 18 points, while Henry Coleman III contributed 14. The guys will be back in action this Friday when they host out Abilene Christian. A&M women's soccer is going dancing. The Myrna White drew an at-large bid to the NCAA championship, their 27th invitation in the last 28 years. They'll kick things off at number 16 Texas this Friday in Austin. Luka Doncic scored 36 points, and the Dallas Mavericks clipped the Brooklyn Nets last night, 96-94. Meanwhile, Jordan Green poured in 34 to lead the Houston Rockets past the Orlando Magic, 134-127. The San Antonio Spurs took it on the chin, falling to the Denver Nuggets, 115-109. The Baltimore Ravens picked up their fifth straight victory last night, bowling over the New Orleans Saints, 27-13. Kenyon Drake ran for 93 yards and two scores in the win. And the Indianapolis Colts have pegged former Pro Bowl center and TV analyst Jeff Saturday to be their interim head coach. He fills a void left by Frank Reich, who was fired after four and a half seasons. Saturday's only previous coaching experience came at the high school level at a private school in Georgia. And that's been your morning sports update brought to you by Coleman and Patterson on 1620-945-WTAW. I'm Zach Taylor. Hey, good morning. A couple of minutes till it's the Infomaniacs Election Day. Uh, the polls will be opening here in a couple of minutes. We'll yep, see what right at 7. Should it be a holiday? Yeah, we're going to talk about that in the next hour. Okay. We'll see how people feel about that. In the meantime, man, somebody threw a beer at our our junior senator yesterday <laughs> yeah. in the oh. Astros victory parade. Ted Cruz took a Coors Light to the dome. Oh, but he, no, he did not. He did not. Have you seen the video? I have not. He deflected it. Okay. It, it got knocked away. Okay. I heard he got hit in the head. I heard he got hit in the chest. None of that is true. He swatted it away. He had a security guy standing right next to him who okay. was mic'd up. And they apparently arrested the guy oh. yesterday for throwing the beer. Good. At, and maybe he thought the senator said, beer me. I'm not sure. I, yeah, no... it'll be an interesting story that he has to tell. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I mean, it says in this story. Because we have seen that, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, usually you're throwing it to an athlete. Right. Um, yeah. You're not or throwing it at a, at a... <laughs> Yeah, Right, exactly. And and if he truly did call for it, maybe he would have been more aware of I, it. Sure. I have no doubt that. There's plenty of people that dislike Ted Cruz oh, that yeah. would throw a beer uh, at yeah. him. So, yeah, no, I anyway, know. I know. That's, uh, but he was wearing an orange shirt, so he's an easy target. And uh, mm-hmm. so there you go. So that's, that's the <laughs> big... Those are Astros colors. You think they're wearing other people wearing orange shirts? Well, yeah, they are. But he is standing right there all by himself. But uh, that's that's the big story as far as uh, I'm getting. Because that melds politics and the Astros winning, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the big victory parade. Yep. Sure, exactly. So anyway, Vlasic is selling pickle-scented candles. Ew. I knew you'd be wanting those. No, no thanks. Yeah. I did get a, a new shipment of fall candles in oh, the other day, None though. of them smelled like pickles. None of them smell like All pickles. Right. It's no. 66 right now. Bride Broadcasting Station, WTAW, College Station Bride. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.